Hey everyone, it's Carmita, and welcome to Missing in the PNW. So, of course, you guys know I like to start every episode with just some updates um, and thanks. And again, I just want to thank you guys so much. Um, I know the last couple of weeks and the last couple of episodes have been crazy and off schedule and I've been going through things. But no matter what, you guys are always so supportive and I love you guys so much for that. You guys are awesome. I literally could not do this without you because you support me. You share the photos. You share the cases. You do so much to help me get these people's cases out there. And I just really, really, really appreciate that. And that is why I have another announcement I'm actually going to give you guys. So... I told you guys, um, I think it was in my last episode, that I am going to be, or maybe I didn't tell you. I'm not sure. But anyways, I'll telling you now if I didn't. I am actually going next month, uh, the weekend of October 8th and 9th, 2022, up to Auburn, Washington, and I am going to attend the Pacific Northwest True Crime Fest. Now, the True Crime Fest... Um, I mean, obviously, it is what it sounds. It's a festival about true crime. Um, but that weekend, uh, there's going to be live podcasts. There's going to be um, authors of true crime. It's going to be a great weekend um, of all things true crime, which you love. I love. I mean, that's why we do this, right? And I am going to use that opportunity to plug the podcast even more, um, do some networking, get some recognition. Whatever I can do, you guys, to get these missing person cases out there and the attention that they need and they deserve, you know I'm going to do it. So I will that weekend update you guys on um, everything that happens. I'll probably pop in and do little like um, bonus episodes about stuff that's talked about, um, some information. It's just going to be an all all good weekend. I might even um, see if I can get on the Facebook page and do Facebook lives on the uh, Missing in the PNW podcast Facebook page. Um, So look out for that. The other thing is after months and months, and I'm laughing because wait till you guys hear this. After months and months of my eight and a half year old daughter. Yes, my eight and a half year old daughter, (laughs) Cassandra. She has been bugging me to get merch. (laughs) She goes to school every day and she's like, mom, so many kids, I can tell them about your podcast and they can tell you their parents. And then you can have a lot of people listening to your podcast. Mom, you should get merch because then I can sell it to the kids at school and they can tell their moms about your podcast. So after months and months of Cassandra saying this, I am going to get merch. (laughs) So I'm going to start out small. I'm going to have stickers for sale, um, some car magnets. Uh, Let me know what else you guys want. I know a couple of my friends at work uh, want um, hoodies. So I'm going to make that for them. So shoot me an email missing in the PNW, um, at gmail.com or get on the Facebook page. Shoot me a message there. Uh, let me know what kind of merch you guys want. I can literally custom make anything. Um, and yeah, just let me know what you want. The other thing is 
if you are listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, which is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022, this day just happens to be my birthday. So in tradition of making sure the podcast keeps going and just, you know, all the work I put into um, all of these missing person cases, if you would like, I have, uh, it's in actually every show note, but there is a link um, that says support the show. And it actually is linked to my cash app that I have for the podcast. Uh, Missing in the PNW is the cash app hashtag. So if you would want to go in and donate for my birthday, donate just because you love the podcast, donate just because you want to get these missing person cases out there in different ways, please, please, please click that support the show link and leave me a donation. Literally a dollar will help. Little or big doesn't matter the amount. Everything helps. Um, The last thing is we are so close to 4,500 downloads and you guys just keep racking up these downloads for me and it's awesome. I've had almost a thousand downloads in the last month alone and that is just amazing. Um, so thank you so much for that. I I mean, doing that, you know, however long I was gone, six-month hiatus, you know, I was so afraid that the podcast was going to, like, just die off. And no, throughout the whole six months since my fiancé died, you guys have so still supported me. You guys have listened and downloaded the episodes. Um, you've gone out. It's, it's reached more people. Um, I have like over 900 people on Facebook now that like the page, like you guys are just so awesome. I love you guys so much. I cannot tell you how much, how much I love you. And just like, I appreciate you guys so much for all the support and for, you know, just everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, today's case, I am sighing already and I'm going to warn you guys that, You're going to have to bear with me on this one. I got most of my information from one website, which, of course, is not uncommon because, again, these people don't get the recognition or, you know, anything that they deserve. They go missing and one, two, or even no people literally report on it. So in that website, and I'll talk about that when I do the episode, in that website, it's, oh my God, it's a lot of moving pieces. I'm going to get very passionate. I'm going to get very like, this one was a doozy. It frustrated me because there's just so many things that make absolutely no sense with this case. So bear with me, try to follow me. I'm going to go through it. We're, we're going to do this guys. Um, The only other thing I wanted to just give you a heads up on is unfortunately, this is another case where for the life of me, I could not find any pictures that I was able to download and put up on the podcast page. Like, it's it's just, I can't believe there's no pictures. There's pictures, but not pictures that I can use. So, um, I'll let you in on that in uh, just a moment. So, Before I get, you know, way ahead of myself, let me take a breath real quick and then we'll get to this case. 
So today we're going to talk about the case of Domingo Raul Ramirez. Now his nickname is Mingo. He's been missing since June 5th, 2004 from Cave Junction, Oregon. Now here's the start of all this mapping out that I had to do. You guys know, you've heard enough of my shows. You guys know I love my hometown of Portland, Oregon. And everything and everywhere I go starts from there. So, Cave Junction, Oregon is in southern Oregon. Like, way, way south. It's four and a half hours south of Portland down I-5 freeway. Um, It's literally almost to the Oregon-California border. It's like, I think, less than 20 minutes. Um from Cave Junction to get into California. So Domingo was last seen the morning of June 5th, leaving his house, and he was headed on a day trip to Kelly Lake. Now, I had to look up Kelly Lake. It's so weird because there's like so many different places in the United States named Kelly Lake. It was just, it must be common. Um, But Kelly Lake is actually just across the California border, and it's just over an hour from Cave Junction. So, I don't know. This is where everything gets weird because it's he was supposed to go to one place and some of his stuff ended up in a whole random other place, um, including his puppy, guys. So, he had a brindle-colored pit bull named Candy. Um, and I saw a picture of her. She's so cute. Um, so Candy and some of his personal belongings were found a week after he disappeared in a place called Page Mountain Park, which is in Oregon. Um, it's about a half hour from Cave Junction, but it's like, it's not where Kelly Lake is at all. So that's why I say like, I don't get like, he was supposed to go to Kelly Lake And I know that he was seen there because I'll tell you later how I know that. But his stuff ended up in Page Mountain Park, including his dog. So that is just really, really, really weird to me. Um, Let me try to fill in more pieces. So his poor puppy, Candy, was actually shot twice in her head with a 22 caliber handgun. Um, A few days they determined before she was found. How they determined that, I'm not sure. I'm sure the vets, like, are really good at that. Um, So she was found um, with her leg and paw also injured. But after all of that, guys, after being shot twice in the head and having her leg and her paw injured, she survived. This, I... I love my pit bull. I have an almost nine-year-old pit bull, and I love her to death. Pit bulls are just, they get a bad rap, and they are such good animals, and they're so loving and so protective, and they're so strong. Like, if this dog can go through all of that and survive, she is amazing. Now, it's notable to note that... She was shot with a 22 caliber handgun because Domingo actually had a 22 caliber Beretta that was missing. Now, they never said that that's the gun that actually shot Candy, um, but it is weird that he had the same caliber gun and it's missing. You have to assume whatever happened to him 
um, you know, it, it disappeared with him or without him. It's if somebody took it. Um, so the other thing is his car went missing. Um, but a month later in July of 2004, it was actually found in Klamath Falls. And again, Klamath Falls is um, in Southern Oregon. It's not that far from Cave Junction. Um, and actually the man that was driving his car was arrested. His name was Juan Miguel Ramon Soto. However, I couldn't find anything that said that he was a person of interest in Domingo's case. So I don't know, one, how he got his car, two, how they have not named him as a person of interest, like what the hell cleared him. None of that is like clear and none of it makes sense. Um, But they did name two other like totally random guys that they say are persons of interest and they want to locate and question them, but have not in God, how long ago, almost 20 years when this happened, like since then they have not found these guys and located them and questioned them. Um, but they are still person of interest. Their names are Luis Villegas Cavada and Joel Brian Rico Orozco. Now, again, Two random guys um, that they said that they were there at Kelly Lake um, when Domingo is. How they know that, again, I have no idea. It's unclear. But then also, like, I still am just dumbfounded at how the guy who was driving his car for a month was cleared. Like, I... I don't know. I don't get in. I don't think, unfortunately, until we get some more answers and justice is brought that we'll ever know. Um, but these other guys, uh, most of this information that I found was on the Charlie project. There are pictures of these two guys on the Charlie project. I would totally, um, recommend that you guys check out that website and his case. I am going to try to screenshot the pictures so I can put them up on the Facebook page one way or another, even if it's in a screenshot, which might look weird, but whatever. I want you guys to see these guys' faces and I want you to see Domingo. So I'm going to do whatever I can to get that on the podcast page. Um, now here's another weird thing, actually a couple weird things. So in 2006, um, two years after Domingo went missing, Investigators had said that evidence, and I do that in air quotes, evidence was located in an unspecified foreign country. What the hell that means? I don't know. Like, was it in Canada? Was it in Mexico? United States is right between both of them. Was it in Europe? Like, literally, we have no idea. And they never said what the evidence was, just that evidence was located in an unspecified foreign country. They did throw out a theory, though, that they believe that Domingo was actually kidnapped and murdered somewhere in California. Which, again, all of this is not adding up or making sense. Like, he, okay, so if he was kidnapped and murdered from in kelly lake from kelly lake which was in california 
But then somehow evidence of his case was found in a foreign country. Like, how the hell did that get there? It's just really weird. And I could not, like, this case literally perplexed me. I could not get my my mind around anything. Um, Another thing, too, is uh, some other items actually relating to his disappearance. Um, investigators sound, said was found on a Native American reservation land in Northern California. Oh, so guys, I, again, how, what reservation? They don't say. What was it? They don't say. There's, this is why I said there's so many moving parts to this and like mapping this out was just crazy to me because it's like, there's like, what? Let's see, Cave Junction, Kelly Lake, Page Mountain Park, uh, a res, a foreign country. That's five different locations that all surrounds around this one guy. Like, literally, I, I don't understand. So, of course, that is where I'm unfortunately going to end with all the information that I have. Um, so all I know now is, you know, he was 21 when he went missing and actually this year, guys, this year he would have marked his 40th birthday. I don't know about you, but that's a big birthday to me. So he would have been 40 years old this year. It's been 18 years since anything it's been 18 years since he's been seen it's been 16 years since there was any mention of evidence or anything it's it's too long guys he would have been 40 and you know approaching 20 years his family deserves some type of answers and justice again this man i mean again you guys hear me rant and say all the time nobody disappears off the face of the earth this man i for sure like i'm not even it's not even questioned. This man literally, something happened to him. He did not just disappear. Something happened to him. And his family deserves to know what that is and to get justice for him. Now, Domingo is described as a Hispanic man being between five foot seven and five foot ten and weighing 135 to 145 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. He was last seen wearing a white or light gray shirt, tan pants, black lugs, and yes, that's how old I am because I know what lugs are. If you guys don't, go look it up. And lugs used to be all the thing in middle school. Anyways, uh, he was also wearing a silver necklace with silver beads and a silver hoop earring with a silver bead in his left ear. He has a couple of uh, birthmarks and scars. He has a noticeably large dark colored scar on his lower abdomen and another scar on his right knee. He also has a half inch brown colored birthmark in the middle of his outer forearm. Um, I did look and I found out he does. Um, he is in the NamUs database. So NamUs has something on him. Uh, but honestly, that's it. Like they have his name, they have the day he went missing. Um, and then they have, I mean, they were a little more clear, I guess, on the description because they said he was five, nine and 140 pounds, but that's right in between of what I just told you guys. So take with that what you want. 
Um, but I mean, at least he's in the name as database because if anything ever pops up, they can cross-reference that. So that's a win right there. Um, if anybody has any information, again, you can remain anonymous. Please call the Josephine County Sheriff's Office at 541-474-5123. Now, I, again, would encourage you guys to look into um, Domingo's case more, go on that Charlie Project website, look at all the pictures. I'm going to see what I can do to put up on the Facebook page. Um, it's just, oh gosh, this case frustrated me, intrigued me, confused me. This was a good case for all the wrong reasons and I'm tired. <laughs> so with that, um, happy birthday to me. Again, if you want to support the show, the link for that will be in the show notes. I love you guys so much. Thank you for all the love and support. Remember, have fun, but be safe.